My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning. Welcome to travel and cruise industry news on this, the 14th day of July, 2022. Coming to you from Forest, Virginia, Central Virginia area, right outside of Lynchburg. I'm real excited about today's show. Uh, I've got a, a just an outstanding guest that we're going to talk to in a bit. Our main topic today is going to be the accessibility on Oasis of the Seas, a ship that I have not been on. Um, today, by the way, folks, is National Mac and Cheese Day. And you guys that have been following me a while know that I'm a, a big fan of pasta of any kind. I'm also a big fan of cheese, but I'm not necessarily a fan of mac and cheese. I just, I mean, I'll eat it, but it's just not anything that's uh, up on my list of favorites. Cruise ship sailing today from North American ports. From New York area in Manhattan, the Carnival Magic sails, Baltimore Enchantment of the Seas. Charleston Carnival Sunshine, Port Canaveral Carnival Freedom, down in Miami, the Disney Dream, over in Mobile, Alabama, the Carnival Ecstasy, Galveston, the Carnival Breeze, up in Seattle, Norwegian Sun, fresh from its repairs from the iceberg, in Vancouver, the Star Breeze and the Silver Shadow Cruises Sail and the Nordam Land Packages get underway. Anchorage, the Silver Muse Sales and Nordam Land Packages. And Fairbanks has Nordam and Norwegian Jewel Land Packages. And other than talking about the accessibility of Oasis of the Seas today, we also uh, have a, a Norwegian closing a deal with Port Canaveral. Carnival and Barclays Renew. An, an update from the Coral Princess down there in Australia. And a whole lot more live here at 11 this morning. If you're listening via the podcast, welcome aboard. You can always access the podcast via my blog 
which is accessadventure.net, or wherever you get your podcasts from, like TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, Amazon uh, Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just search for Travel and Cruise Industry News, and up pops the fat travel guy. Just on a personal note, at 5 a.m. this morning, the New York Times First Person Podcast. It's the name of the podcast is First Person. Uh, and the name of the episode is When What Matters Most is Going on a Cruise. And it's all about uh, me, yours truly. It's now live. There will be a link to the New York Times uh, podcast down in the description of today's show. And uh, one other quick announcement, the Cruise Amigos will be this afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 1 p.m. Central Daylight Time, 7 p.m. British Summertime. Amigo John, Amigo Martin from over there in England and myself will have an entertaining hour about cruising. Who knows where that'll lead us. All right, I'll be back with my special guest after a quick word from one of our network sponsors. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hi, my guest today is a gentleman from Philadelphia. I first uh, came in contact with him when I saw a post uh, and some pictures that he uh, put up on one of the accessibility sites about a recent cruise on Oasis of the Seas. I contacted him, invited him to come on the show. So with no further ado, my special guest today is Mark Chaluti from Philadelphia. Mark, welcome to Chili Chats. Uh, thanks, Chili. Happy to be here. Right, you to be on a cruise right now, but I'm. But this is the next best thing, right? Talking yeah. about cruises. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, you got two things there. Number one, I've never been on Oasis, and number two, I've never sailed out of Bayonne. So, let's talk first about Bayonne. How how was everything from your leaving Philadelphia to getting on the boat in Bayonne? How did embarkation go? Absolutely love it. You know, we have done a uh, cruise out of Bayonne multiple times. It is just so easy. It's a quick drive for us, you know, 90 minutes up the Jersey Turnpike. You get off, kind of drive through the 
the line there. You drop your luggage off with the porters, go park in the parking garage, get get in line and go through your check-in stuff. And just to give you a great example, you know, we left the house at, at nine o'clock and we were on the ship at 10 after 11. So, you know, it's like vacation so quick and so easy. Um, you know, it's so much easier too not having to jump on a plane, worrying less about uh, what you take. You know, it's much easier for my wife who, because I'm in a, in a wheelchair disabled, um, you know, manages the bags and it's also easier for her. She can pack more shoes or more hats or more clothes or whatever she wants because you don't have to worry about what the suitcase weighs. So just yeah. such an easy, easy process. And that's, is that the bridge in Bayonne behind you there or is that from, that's, I can't tell which yeah, bridge that, that is. That's Jersey. You know, that's me on the deck already as we're taking off. That's uh, heading towards New York. You're actually... We passed the Statue of Liberty, so which is really, really cool as well. And the biggest thing, I, you know, I kept saying to my wife, I'm like, you know, take a couple pictures because I think we're going to go under that bridge. And it's amazing because, you know, Oasis is a huge ship, uh, can have up to 6,500 passengers, 2,300 crew members. And sure enough, you know, it, it goes under that bridge. So even even just the, the departure is kind of cool. It's not like leaving Florida where you're looking at... Uh, you know, lots of fancy uh, beachside houses or things like that, but still very, very cool and quick and easy, which is just the nicest thing. So. All right. So you get on board, obviously, for for you and me, well, a little different from you and me because I get pushed on board on a, on a wheelchair to, so I could get to my cabin and get my scooter. Uh you of course are in the chair all the way so yeah i power through i'm pushing up the you know i'm starting to work off my uh soft serve ice cream before i even get any pushing up the pushing up those big ramps and uh you know fortunately i'm able to i've got all my upper body strength so yeah. you know it's no problem for me getting on uh getting on the ship by myself i have to kind of tell at least three people along the way i'm good i don't need help um but yeah, you know, it, it, it's great. And then I think in this time, it was a lot different because, uh, you know, usually the first thing we're doing, let's just go get a seat upstairs and then stake out some food. But now that things have changed, you know, first thing, it was all about booking shows uh, as soon as we got on. That was like priority number one to make sure we could get. I love uh, the, the aqua shows that are on all of the larger ships. And and this was Aqua 80s was the show that was on Oasis. Lots of 80s music. So I, I love, love that kind of music. And uh, and we also, here's, you know, a tip for, for anyone. We always like to make sure we book the Aqua show for the first night because God forbid the weather doesn't cooperate and it has to get, and they have to cancel it that first night. You still have other opportunities. So we ended up seeing it twice. It was great. So. All right. You've been on smaller ships. Mm -hmm. You prefer larger ships. Absolutely. Tell me why. Yeah. So, you know, I've been disabled for 25 years. And, um, you know, when we first started cruising, our first cruise 2003 was our uh, Serenade of the Seas was a uh, Mediterranean cruise. And, you know, bigger ships didn't exist then. Um, and then as things got going 2016 
we cruised on Jewel of the Seas, a small ship. And you could just tell it was just kind of like old and tired and, you know, going to shows your, uh, the accessible seating is in the back corner in the back row. And it's, you know, you've got eight people trying to squeeze into that small area and chairs and scooters and things like that. And, um, and, and that was when we learned about Harmony of the Seas, which was going to be, you know, the, the newest, biggest ship uh, coming out. So we booked that. And um, well, I tell you, after we did that in February of 2017, and the first thing I did, you know, I know the bathroom would be fine because cruise ships are great in terms of accessible bathrooms. They're consistent, which unlike hotels, as you know, you know, hotels is like potluck. Accessibility means something different all the time. But the first thing I did when we got on Harmony of the Seas was beeline to the, the balcony. And I wanted to see that, you know, not only I could get out there on the balcony, but I could open that door by myself. I could do it by myself and truly be independent, even though, you know, my wife never minds the help. But I think anybody with a disability, you know, I, I want to do as much as I can by myself. So that was the start of it, you know, accessible balcony. And then it's going around the ship and it's seeing things like Central Park, um, which is just, if you've never seen it, if you've never been on the, the Oasis class ships and, and seen the Central Park where, you know, literally I can stroll through the whole thing and I can sit wherever I want. There's not like one place that I can sit, you know, there's not like, oh, this works, this doesn't work. Um, and then there's the boardwalk, going out on the boardwalk and and seeing the things there and the aqua show where, you know, yes, I'm I'm in the last row, but it's good seating. You know, it's not like an afterthought. So it's like accessibility was really kind of built into the design of the larger ships as opposed to trying to retrofit and make something that's old as accessible as it can be. So it's kind of like, you know, once we've gotten on the, the larger ships, we've stayed on that. You know, we we won't go back. And and for us, you know, because we've cruised multiple times, it, it's really about getting away. It's about enjoying the ship. Um, the destination, you know, warm weather, that's all I care about wearing shorts, uh, especially when we go away in February. You know, I don't care where I'm going. I, I'm putting, you know, when I get to, to Florida, get off the plane, my jacket gets put away uh, for a week and I'm wearing shorts. So it, it's really about the ship and about having those features um, that I love and being able to to ex access them on my own, to not need help, you know, uh, taking a shower, the bathroom always works, you know, but my, like that balcony, you know, you showed the picture earlier, that's like my happy place, you know, we do, yeah room service breakfast and just sit on the balcony and you know it's just just nice so i know and it's funny because there are people are some people love the bigger ships some people don't love the bigger ships and some don't care they'll try anything but you know we're just a fan and i and i think it it all has to do with that access you know push button doors on the bathrooms which are really nice uh an accessible bathroom in all of the bathrooms that we find, you know, with that push button, it, it just makes life a little easier. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, uh, definitely, definitely the bathrooms. Yeah. One problem that I've had is the weight of my cabin doors. 
sometimes. Uh, yeah. Where, again, I'm by myself. I come up to the scooter. I put the card in. I open the door. I've got to, number one, it takes a good push to get it open. Yeah. Then I've got to stick my foot out, hold the door open until I can get the scooter in. And yeah. hopefully the damn thing doesn't bang yeah. back and hit me in the elbow. Yeah. I, I find that. Yeah. It's a two-step process for me. It's the left hand is the the key, hitting the card key on the door. And the right hand is pushing far. And then it's moving, moving the chair. And, you know, I can push, you know, between pushing the chair in a bit and then just plowing my way through with the chair. Yeah. But you're right. There are, Now, I can't remember which ship. At least one of the Oasis-class ships, I actually, there is a button to open the door, which made life yeah. easier. I can't a remember. lot easier. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember which one it is, but yeah, that, that made, and, and that's something I, you know, I would hope that they would do more of, because those doors, they are heavy. So. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I find frightening are the lift chairs for the pool i would be absolutely mortified and i'm interested to see what your feelings are on it are but if you put my fat butt <laughs> in an accessible chair and some poor schlepper has got to crank me up and swing me out over putting a big spectacle on in front of 300 people that are out sunning themselves at the yeah. pool and let's says here's the big fat disabled guy let's stick him in the water i would be absolutely mortified to make that kind of spectacle what do you say about that you, you don't want to win the butt flop contest absolutely not yeah so i i think those lifts they do have a weight limit on them so i think it's checking but i think it's also you know what you can go when things open go early or figure out a time that you know, that it's less of a spectacle. I find the staff, you know, very accommodating. They really want to help. The other thing, and I think this goes with almost every aspect of being disabled, I find that people can help me better if I can actually tell them what I need them to do, yeah. you know, yeah. how they can how they can help me. And that that's the biggest thing, you know. So in my case, I can't stand, but I can transfer myself generally so it's like you know steady my chair or steady where i'm going and then big difference from you in my chair i'm like you know a buck 75 dripping wet so yeah. uh even if my somebody foot weighs a buck 75 yeah <laughs> so you know even you know like when we've gone to places that have a water taxi you know i get one guy in the back and two guys on the front and boom 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 you know i'm in uh i'm in the water taxi and in, in six steps you know these guys are are easy so i i think that helps i would you know what i would ask them like what's the weight limit how's it how's it work because i'm sure they know you know because they don't want to have you embarrassed or feeling uncomfortable either so. yeah i did find on on freedom this last time and it, mainly because of the group of people i was with because i was on a group cruise on this the last two uh, they were real big and getting in the in the pool and the congregating in the pool and having a cocktail and uh, just uh, enjoying themselves. And I did find because I can walk a little 
with the good sturdy rail and the steps, mm -hmm. I could get down in the pool. And once I'm in the water, I'm yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I mean, I can tread water, which for me is an exercise, but I can tread water for over an hour without even feeling it. Yeah. And so in the water, I'm great. I don't have to have my oxygen. Uh, so I was able to spend some time in the pool on freedom that I haven't been spending time in the water on cruises. So yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. How'd you do getting out? Well, I, I mean, I have to kind of pull myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and but you made it happen, spectacle. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, that's a little bit of a, of a spectacle, but I did it. You know, yeah. I had to get back to the scooter and it was yeah. pulling yeah. myself up the railing and getting my fat butt over on the seat in the scooter. So, yeah. But, but I, yeah. but I think, you know, it's like anything else. If you want to do it, you kind of find a way and you figure it you out. Find a way. You know? And yeah. at least on freedom, the, the pool deck itself, was accessible. There were ramps up, so I didn't. I mean, you know, that was nice. I could get right up to the yeah. the to to the steps down into the water. So, yeah, yeah. All right, um, Oasis of the Seas. We got to. I mean, I, again, I'm. A, I know you can't tell this, but I'm a big fat guy. So, food is extremely yeah. important. How's the food on Oasis of the Seas? You know what? It, it was great. I mean, we kind of, because we've sailed so many times, we have our favorite spots and places that we like, probably like everybody. So, you know, Central Park Cafe, we like to, to that's good for a quick, you know, for lunch. We love sitting outside. It, it's just really awesome. So that was kind of, we actually went to Central Park Cafe first. That's where we sat down and we booked our shows. And, uh, you know, because it was quiet, we had good internet access uh, or ship Wi-Fi there to be able to do that. That's one of our favorite places. Easy to get in, you know, ramped to get in, easy to get out. Staff is great and accommodating if, you know, if sometimes I might ask them to carry my plate out or if I get a salad bowl, you know, so I don't have to try and balance it in my lap or something like that. Um, that's great. You know, Windjammer gets crowded. But you know what? I just find uh, I found a, a staff and I a staff member, and I usually go for the guys in the white shirts with the stripes because they look more important. They're usually a manager or something, and say, "Hey, can you find us a table for two? And you know, they'll say, "All right, you stay here." And then rather than me trying to dodge around a, a crowded uh, dining area, yeah. the other interesting thing, you know, and this a good tip I think for any traveler with a disability. So. I think since COVID, they're now like we choose the early seating because we like to if we're going to go to a show, we want to go to like that eight or nine o'clock show. And plus, quite honestly, I, I don't eat late at night. And, and you know, um, but this was the first cruise that they actual uh, actually assigned a table ahead of time. So it was on our CPAS card what table we were. Now, I'm smart enough. I've, I've been disabled for 25 years to to know that not every table is going to work in there. And I don't want to wait till I show up at, you know, 515 on the first night hungry for dinner. And there's a bunch of guys looking at each other, you know, where, you know, they're saying like, oh, this isn't going to work. So we always go by the dining room in the afternoon. And in this case, we went to the third floor dining room, said, hey, we're supposed to be at this table, whatever it is, and just want to make sure it's accessible. And it wasn't. 
and there was no way it was going to be accessible. Um, but there was enough time where, you know, they picked up the phone, made a couple calls, switched us. We were on deck five, perfect table for two that was towards the front of the restaurant. So easy, accessible path. There was not one night that I had to ask anybody to move, uh, you know, along the way or in the dining room to get to to get to our path. So I think, you know, that's an important tip. If you are somebody with a disability, don't assume that they know, even though it may be in your file, even though I have an accessible room, that doesn't necessarily carry on. So, you know, we're our best advocates, the the best way. You want to make sure you're eating at 5.30, go there at two o'clock in the afternoon and check in and and make sure because it's easier to solve that problem at two o'clock in the afternoon than it is at 5.30. Yeah. All right. I got to flash up one thing that I see that you do that I never thought of and I find it fascinating. Uh, that's yeah. in your bathroom. That's my 12 the shower seat. That's my $12 protect your butt fix. So I have a spinal cord injury. So I have a T5 level. So no feeling or control from my chest down. Don't feel, can't walk. You know, it's not just, I can't walk. I can't feel. So we have to be so careful with skin issues because, you know, I'm sitting in my chair 16, 17 hours a day. So, you know, when I'm in my chair, I'm on a great air cushion and that's really good. Um, I actually love the smaller seat uh, that are that are these. Some people prefer the larger ones, but either way, whatever seat that I have, I do not want to put my butt down just on that wooden seat or in this case is a is a plastic seat. Plastic, so, yeah. I'm so glad you brought this up because this is like my, I get so many comments on this, especially when I I post things on Facebook, people like, oh my God, you know, it's like, I never thought of that. And in this case, these were from Dick's Sporting Goods, but you can get them just about anywhere. Stadium seat cushions are like one inch of foam. And I like to double them up, which does two purposes. The one, the, the first one really protected my butt, but the second one, it also makes it a little higher so about yeah, two right. inches yep. higher so that transfer is a little uh more even going from the my wheelchair to the shower chair um but yeah so i usually buy these like six at a time and stock up on them i take two it's just really some tape that i use to kind of tape it down they do move a little bit um after you use them the first time but it's really, they're just kind of moving more into position. You can always move them back. And at the end of the week, I just leave them on there and the room steward can take them off and trash them. And, you know, I'm not going to reuse them or worry about that. And, um, and, and it's safe, you know, because the last thing I want to do is get grounded while I'm on a cruise because I've got some skin issues going on. So, yeah. Yeah. So glad you brought that up. It is like the easiest, cheapest way to just provide some added safety. Um, so I, I always take two of them with me and uh, and it makes it easier. Sometimes when we do go on uh, ships, if I know it's one that has a longer, uh, wider shower bench, which some of them have, um, yeah. I might take three of them on there so I can cover the whole thing and I can put the second one in the middle, which is where I'm going to do my seating. But 
yeah, little little tips like that that just make it more enjoyable for us. All right. Uh, how do you do going ashore? Obviously, here yeah. you're going ashore and yeah. um, that would looks like Cocoa Key, maybe? It is. Absolutely. So it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, you know, we, uh, we rarely book excursions because they're just not accessible. And it was interesting because in, in this cruise, there was, uh, in Port Canaveral, one of our stops, there was, a, a trip to like a tour of Daytona international speedway. It's like, all right, you know, it sounds cool. And I booked it because it said, this is wheelchair accessible. Well, it's only wheelchair accessible if you can actually get onto the tram. Uh, so we don't typically book excursions. We like to just get off the boat and go on our own. So in this case, Coco, Coco Key, so easy. You just roll off. They do have a tram if you want it. But again, you know, I, I'm, in, I'm in good shape. I like to push as much as I can. Um, it also helps because you are eating a lot of food. So, you know, getting that, that good exercise. So that was no sweat, you know, and, and the staff uh, wants to help you off the ship and on the ship, even though I don't really you know, need them. I let them do that because I know they're concerned about safety. So that's fine. So that was an easy one. Nassau, uh, an easy one as well. And uh, Port Canaveral, we didn't, we ended up not even getting off the ship, which isn't all bad, as you know, because everybody else does get off the ship. So then you got a real quiet ship to yourself. To yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, typically, uh, like in, a lot of times when we're in Nassau, we'll get a cab and go over to uh, Atlantis. We like to check that out. And cab might be a little hesitant at first, but once we tell, you know, once we tell them, like, I can transfer as long as you let me sit in the front seat of the cab and my wife can break my chair down, we'll do that. They do have a, a, a when we're in St. Thomas, there's an accessible uh, shuttle that gets you in there which it does get you in there. But the problem is it's never come to pick us up to take us back. So if we end up going in the St. Thomas, we always end up taking a cab back. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, flexibility is the key. And, um, you know, I, again, because I'm in the position that I can, I can't walk, but I can transfer into a car, an SUV or, or the front seat of a minivan or something like that. And my chair, you know, breaks down pretty easily. Just kind of like figure out our own thing and, and go do our thing. That's just, that's awesome. Uh, well, Mark, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you giving me some time this morning and chatting about, I, I do have one other question now. Yeah. Do you sail only on Royal Caribbean or do you sell other lines as well? Yeah. So, you know, for, we've stayed loyal to Royal for a while now. We did a carnival cruise back in 2005, and it was really because um, that was a year like we bought a house that had to get a lot of construction done. And finally, we're like, you know what? We got to get out of here. We need a break. It was short notice. There wasn't much available. Um, so we did an inside cabin, talk about painful, uh, inside cabin on a, on a carnival ship. And we, you know, it was okay. It was nice to get away. We didn't love it. Did a Norwegian cruise the one time, which was great. But as I share with you, when we were chatting beforehand, booked an accessible balcony and there was one problem. The ramp was halfway under the bed. So 
you know, it, it didn't work. So I think uh, once we got on the larger ships, which started in 2017, um, and we've been in a pattern of two cruises a year, one in February, one in July, we've stayed with Royal. Um, there's, you know, Celebrity has a couple interesting ships like this celebrity apex i've looked at that has that thing that goes up and down on the side of the ship which yeah, looks yeah, really yeah, cool yeah. so i think we're gonna uh you know try that at one point but um you know our our next our next one is on anthem of the seas which we've been on before first time doing an accessible junior suite so you know maybe we connect after i come back uh next february and we can chat again and, and talk about that one anthem doesn't have like central have you been on anthem uh yes okay so it doesn't have central park right. because it's a year-round kind of ship but still has real cool stuff has a north star which was accessible for me to go on and um so that that's kind of the next one but you know royal again i, I think they've proven that they take accessibility serious and i like the consistency i like to know the other thing, you know, which is kind of funny on so many of these ships, room 14162, we've stayed in that room on probably three or four different ships. So that makes it easy too. You even know what side it's on and, you know, it, it just that consistency, there's some value to that. You're not taking the wrong elevators. It's not taking you till, you know, Thursday to figure out which side of the ship you're supposed to be on or any of that kind of stuff. So. One of the reasons I like Royal, and I don't mind saying this publicly, they have a special needs director named Ron Pettit, who I have on speed dial. So when I run into accessibility issues on a Royal ship, I have been told to contact him immediately. Nice. So yeah, you know, that's that certainly is helpful for somebody that's uh, that's yeah. challenged at all. Yeah. So. Anyway, well, listen, thank you very much for uh, for being with me today. I do appreciate it, and I look forward to, uh, to getting together with you again in the future. Awesome. Thanks so much. Great to meet you, and uh, definitely hope we can do this again. All right, Mark. Thanks so much. Yeah, yep, you got it. Bye. All right, that's Mark Chalitti. He's from over there in Philadelphia. Sorry about the phone ringing there, folks. <laughs> but anyway... That was just a terrific interview. I do appreciate Mark being with us and finding out something about Oasis and also about um, sailing from Bayonne. So, all right. Do have a couple things to discuss in the way of news today. A Norwegian Cruise Line and Port Canaveral have closed a two-year deal that will regularly bring three of the cruise line ships to Port Canaveral. The deal includes a minimum of 45 home port sailings from where guests embark on the three ships in question, Norwegian Escape, Norwegian Getaway, and Norwegian Cruise Line's newest ship, the Norwegian Prima. Currently, the company uses the port around 23 times a year as a home port the agreement states that the cruise line will use the port as a home port during those calls and includes port calls by other ships in the company's lineup and ships from affiliate cruise lines such as Region 7 Seas and Oceana. After being hard uh, at it during the pandemic, 
things are much brighter for Port Canaveral. Revenue from cruise ships and passenger parking was $59.89 million for the first eight months, about $3.97 million over the projected budget. This is mainly due to the higher occupancy rate, averaging 90%, but in some cases higher than 100%. Another contributing factor is the arrival of ships such as Mardi Gras and the Disney Wish. Carnival Cruise Line and Barclays have reached an agreement and renewed their partnership, allowing guests to save for additional statement credits on board and points for further discounts. The credit cards for UK Bank Barclays are available for three of Carnival Corporation's brand, Carnival Cruise Line, Holland America, and Princess. Barclays and Carnival have been working together for 18 years with a formula proven extremely popular with guests on board Carnival Corporation ships. And we do have a little update and kind of a follow-up on yesterday's story about the outbreak in, on Coral Princess down in Australia. You know, they just gotten sailing underway in Australia and have a bit of an outbreak on, uh, on the Coral Princess. New South Wales Health Statement said passengers who tested positive for COVID on the Coral Princess likely contracted the virus before they boarded the ship. The statement reads, and I quote, while a small number of passengers have been diagnosed with COVID since boarding the Coral Princess, their infections were most likely acquired prior to boarding, and they subsequently tested positive. The vast majority of COVID cases on the ship are currently in crew members. All COVID positive people have been isolated and being cared for by the onboard medical team and the ongoing protocols on board the Coral Princess. And that's it in the way of news today. Let's jump up. You know, I didn't even even glance at the chat room while I was chatting with uh, with Mark. I apologize if I missed questions that some of you guys may have asked. Uh, I can always get Mark to come back and answer them. Uh, that was a good, great guess. I enjoyed I enjoyed talking to Mark a bunch. Not often do I get a chance to talk to somebody that's very similar to my situation so all right uh, Katie's with us hi Katie hot air Tom is with us hello hot air 38 days until we cruise again NCL sky here we come flying to Tampa via breeze airline this will be a tiring day we arrive in Tampa a little after 11 and then drive to Cape Canaveral Good thing Florida is thin. He's referring to the width across, not some of the people in. <laughs> okay. Sonny's with us down Mississippi. Hi, Sonny. Hot Air says we stay in Cape Canaveral nine days and then drive to Miami for two nights in the Intercontinental at that port. Staying at the airport Intercontinental two nights post-cruise and NCL is to provide the return flight. No information on that flight yet. 
Lizzie's with us. Lizzie Lou, how you doing, Lizzie? Sonny says, you're very busy, hot air. Mike's with us. Hey, Mike, good to see you this morning. Nikki's here. Hi, Nikki. Cindy's here. Tom, you'll be in my neck of the woods in Tampa. Lizzie says, enjoyed the podcast in the New York Times. Thank you very much, Lizzie. Cat Calico is with us. Love the podcast. Thank you, Cat. Hot Air Tom is expecting you to greet him at the airport with a sign, Cindy. I can see. Can you see Cindy out there with a big sign? Hot Air Tom. Yeah, all right. Hot Air says, ditto on love on the podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it, folks. Hot Air says, we have a nice living room in the cabin on the sky. I hope Chili can use it to do some broadcast. Well, sweet. I'll certainly try it. I hope we have a good Wi-Fi signal. Lizzie says, hi, Mark. Carol's with us. Hi, Carol. Cindy says, we booked a balcony on the boardwalk on the Allure so we can see the Aqua Show from our balcony. Wow, that's cool. Last cabin at the aft on the boardwalk side. Love Oasis class ships. Kenneth says, good afternoon, everybody. Amy says, howdy. Kenneth says, how are you feeling today? Okay. Yeah, I didn't even mention that. I went to the uh, oncologist yesterday. The one thing that I did not get was uh, the results. That might have been that phone call, as a matter of fact. Um, I did not get the, the results back from my liver test, um, which I'm expecting them, them to call me on that sometime today. And um, I go back in two weeks uh, to do the liver test again. And then it's three weeks after that for the next Lupron injection. I thought maybe this new thing would take place, the Lupron, but it doesn't. It's an addition to. So I still have the Lupron injection scheduled, and that's the next time that they'll do a PSA test. They did a PSA yesterday. And that's basically because it had been a month since I had one done, uh, is to form a, a timeline now that I've started on the drug. Uh, so, you know, we'll really have a handle on it next time. But other than that, I feel fine. I have not had any bad side effects. A little lethargic is all. Uh, my hair's not falling out. I don't have horns growing out of my forehead. Um, I, I don't have um, claws uh, growing out of my feet. You know, none of those things. So th that's a good thing, right? Um, I, and actually, uh, she said yesterday that by the next time that when I'm there in two weeks, if I'm going to have any severe side effects, I will have had them by then. So she said, if, if, you know, if I'm in this shape in two weeks, 
we're good to go on this drug. So, I, you know, I, there's more no information than any bad information yesterday, which is cool. But yeah, I feel fine. And today, I've, I've been busy this morning. Yeah, since five o'clock when I first listened to the podcast, I was, you know, probably one of the first uh, listeners. But uh, yeah, feeling good. So hopefully, we'll keep that up. Um, Sonny says, "Hope you're well, Kenneth." Absolutely. Mark had some great information. Yeah, that was that was a terrific interview. Hot air, Tom. Sorry you get in so late in Tampa. Love the sky. Been on the sky four times already. Great podcast, Julie. Thank you, Cindy. All right, guys. That's going to do me in for today. Uh, again, my thanks to Mark Chaluti. What a terrific guest up there in Philadelphia. Really enjoyed that. So, um, don't forget the uh, Cruz Amigos. This afternoon at 2 o'clock my time, 1 o'clock Amigo John's time, and 7 p.m. Amigo Martin's time over there on the other side of the pond. And I'm sure we'll come up with something to talk about. If not, we'll just talk about John. How's that? So, all right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for today. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, think about cruising. Hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas. For now, this is the old fat travel guy. Have a terrific day. See you tomorrow. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, Just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner. Hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be.